Here's what we're going to do today. I've been in a series called All In, and uh, I'm going to talk about money today. And I thought I'd just break the ice and just come right out and say it. Isn't that good? Okay, good. So uh, here's why. Because two or three times a year, I'll share about finances just to build your faith. And then once a year, I'll do a series on finances. Uh, we do not do these talks because we need to or because, man, giving's down, and so we better do a giving talk. That's not it at all. Uh, we don't do this to try to answer the question of critics or, or doubters. But really, this is for people who feel called to our church and who are either giving or want to give, and you just need some faith for that area. That's all we want to do is build your faith. I have so much faith for what God can do with a generous person and so I have a lot of faith for it, and I have a lot of faith for it because I've been taught and because God's spoken to me a lot about it. So um, I can't keep all that to myself. I gotta share that with you to build your faith. And so this is, we don't do these talks to convince anybody of anything. We do this because it will change your life. Amen. All the givers said amen, all right? So, uh, and if you, by faith, you could say amen too. And so, uh, this will be a life-changing word for you. I hope you'll open your heart. If you're here for the first time, you go, oh, I'm at a church that's talking about money. All they want is my money. I don't want your money. And so, trust me. Luke chapter five, verse one. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets. Everyone say nets yes. for a catch. But Simon answered and said, Master, uh, with all due respect, um, you're a teacher, I'm a fisherman, you do ministry, I do business, uh, I know a little bit better than you. Um, we've toiled all night and we've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at, at your word, I'll, I'll let down the net. Okay, got a little tension here now. And when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish. Their net, everyone say net, was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken in. Verse four says, let's launch out into the deep and let down our nets for a catch. We've been in a really a, more than a series. It's the theme of our year all in. And I wanna help you today with your finances and I wanna, I wanna show you how God does what he does in the area of provision. And um, for God to do everything that he's gonna do in your life, um, it's gonna take you going into some deep waters with him. And so I wanna preach from that subject today, into the deep, into the deep. Look at your neighbor say, I'm going deeper. Cool. All right, look at a non-hungover person and tell them, find someone with more energy and tell them, I'm going deeper, I'm going deeper, I'm going deeper. Yeah, 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 I'm going, I'm going deeper, I'm going deeper. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
uh, that you are changing us and transforming us by your word. Speak now. I, I cancel every distraction and every lie of the enemy. And I thank you, Lord, that uh, your word is going to go forth in a powerful way. Change us, Holy Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen and amen. If you want to go into the deep, if you want to go all in, if you want God to really do something incredible with your life, and, and frankly, in this case, in your finances and in the area of provision and generosity, I want to give you some things I see from the text that we're going to have to do that are going to release God's blessing uh, in an incredible way in our life. And, and here's the first one if you're taking notes. You're gonna have to give Jesus your boat. You're gonna have to give Jesus your boat. Jabin, I don't have a boat. Yes, you do. <laughs> you're gonna have to give Jesus your life. You're gonna have to give him access. You're gonna have to allow him to speak into your life. You're gonna have to give Jesus your boat. You're gonna, you're gonna have to let him be the captain. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm the captain now. You're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to have that awkward conversation with Jesus where you let go of the wheel, you let him take the wheel. Please don't let him take the wheel when you're in trouble. Let him take the wheel before that. Let him be captain of your life and, and allow Jesus to have your boat. Jesus is teaching, Jesus is preaching and the crowds are all around him. And they're coming closer and closer because they've heard that if he lays hands on you, you're healed. He's, they've learned that if he'll pray for you, you'll be blessed. They've learned that if they can even just touch him, that they'll be healed. So the crowds are getting closer and closer. Jesus is literally being pushed into the water. So he tells Simon, who would become Peter, the apostle Peter, he says, let me have your boat. I'm gonna teach from your boat. And in this moment, Peter had to allow Jesus to use his boat for the ministry. And in the same way, you're gonna have to allow what you have to be used by God for his glory and for something greater than just your own life. This is generosity. Generosity is giving Jesus your boat. Generosity is saying, Lord, you can use anything that you've entrusted me with for your glory and for the ministry. You can use my time, you can use my talent, you can use my treasure. What Anything that you've ever given me and entrusted me with, it's yours, you can have it. And when Jesus taps on your shoulder and says, I need your boat, friend, give him your boat because I promise that it is only going to lead to blessing. Can I get an amen from somebody? So I want you to, I want you to answer this question. I want, you to, I want you to really think about this. Don't answer out loud. That would be awkward, but I want you to think about these things. Will I use what I have for Jesus? Will I use what I own for ministry? And I, oh, I really love this one because especially when you first start tithing, this is how you feel. Will I allow Jesus to hijack my boat? <laughs> hijack my finances? Hijack my time? Hijack my talent. Well, 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 I give Jesus full access to whatever I have. Let me just remind somebody, maybe you've never heard this, and this is good news. It may not sound like good news. It's super good news. Jesus doesn't want to be a part of your life. He wants it all. And he will inconvenience your life in the best way. Huh. I love it. So Peter goes, uh, okay. 
I love that Jesus kind of didn't give him an option. He's just teaching, and kind of as he's teaching, he just gets in the boat, and he's like, let's go. Peter's like, uh, okay. I've seen you raise people from the dead. You could probably kill people. I better go. I've seen you heal leprosy. You could probably give leprosy. I better roll, you know, and he's just, oh, okay, Jesus, let's, let's go. And Peter says yes, and that's all Jesus needs from you, friend. He needs a yes. Everything God will do in your life will start by you saying Yes, trusting his goodness, resting in his faithfulness, believing his promise. But so many of us think, I'm gonna let Jesus use my boat when I get a nicer boat. <laughs> like, Lord, go use Steve Wynn's boat, Jesus. <laughs> There's probably some raiders who have moved here. Lord, go use a raider boat, Jesus. There aren't any pirates. Lord, I'll let you use my boat when I'm ready or when it's ready. You'll never be ready. Jesus, how, how are you gonna use this little fishing boat? This, this isn't much, it's not much, but it's enough. What makes your life valuable is not necessarily what you see, but what you allow God to use. What, what makes what will allow God to do something incredible in your life is not how great your boat is or how talented you are or how much resource you currently have or, or how much gifting you currently have or how good of a family you've come out of. What, what can really bring value, what can really make your life make an impact in the world is if you'll allow Jesus in the boat. You gotta let Jesus in the boat, friend. But I'm not, I'm not talented enough. I'm not, I'm not spiritual enough. I'm not good enough. I've... I made too many mistakes. You're right, you're right, you're right, for sure. And I love that because when Jesus called Peter, he knew everything Peter had ever done. He knew everything he would do. He knew Peter was gonna deny him. He knew Peter was gonna cuss. He knew Peter was gonna try to cut a dude's head off, but he was a bad aim, so he only got the ear. <laughs> y'all know that's in the Bible. Peter wasn't, go amen, he wasn't going after an ear, y'all. He just was a terrible aim. Uh, he, knew, he knew Peter was gonna do all those mistakes, but he also saw the potential of Peter and he saw that if, if he could ever just discipline and bridle Peter's passion, he could make him an awesome preacher and he could make him bold as a lion. So he had to take all, what, see what makes you messy is what makes you anointed. <laughs> what makes you crazy is what can make you powerful. If you'll just give your crazy to Jesus, amen. And a lot of you think, I gotta leave my crazy at the door. No, you just need to give your crazy to Jesus. You, you need to give Jesus your crazy self, your crazy attitude, your crazy imagination, your crazy boat. You need to put it under the discipline and leadership of the Holy Spirit and let him, God did not save you to tame you. Some of y'all were so fun before you got saved. And now here you are, quiet at noon, staring at me like I'm speaking Chinese. I'm like, I know y'all were a lot more fun at the fight last night than. Okay, thank you. I was waiting for somebody to say anything. You're always gonna feel that. Boy with two loaves and five fish, way under-resourced to feed 15,000. Jeremiah, way too young to be a prophet. Gideon from the wrong family. Esther, the wrong gender. Rahab, way too many mistakes. But your greatest ability is your availability. 
Your greatest ability is, is your availability, not your talent, not your time, not your treasure, not how good you currently are, not how spiritual you currently are. Your greatest ability is your availability. God does not meet, need much to make much of your life. He just needs a yes. He just needs availability. He just needs a little boat. And he says, Peter, will you allow what you have to be used for my ministry? And Peter said, yeah. He said, good, then I can do something with your life and the same is true for you. So now let's get into the uh, painful part of my sermon. Some of y'all like, that wasn't it? No, this is it. Get ready. You gotta do it God's way. Gotta do it God's way. Hey, Peter, launch out into the deep. Let down your nets for a catch. Here's, Here's how I want you to think of this. I've let Jesus on my boat. You begin to give your life to Christ. You're, you're here. You're, you're here on a Sunday. This is amazing. You're in church. Your family's in church. God's doing something in your life. You're beginning to grow spiritually. Now it's time to go into deep waters. <laughs> Jesus said, I have your yes. Now let's go deep. Let's leave the crowd and let's get alone. Now, let me, let me tell you that, that the tension of what, of what we do at this church, we have these two massive goals. We want you to know God and find freedom. This, this, can, this can create tension because the finding freedom part is I, I, I so desire you to be deeply connected and rooted and grounded in Christian community. We do this through small groups. We do this through serving. We do this through, through connecting with people. That's why we do, we do not do small groups because people are not busy and because we have nothing better to do. We do small groups because you have to connect with people outside of just Sunday morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Blessed. How are you doing? Blessed. How's your week? Good. How's your week? Good. 2020. Wow. It's already like we're already in. Fe- Where did January go? Good. See you next week. Fake, fake, fake news. You got to get in a small group where you actually meet people. Now that does not mean that you get in a small group and around 20 strangers you go, yeah, so my life's falling apart. Let me just tell you my story. No. What it means is, is that you actually connect with somebody, you trust somebody. And then on your way to the car, you go, hey bro, so I know I said I was good in there. And when we said, do we have any prayer requests? I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not good. I'm bad. Will you pray for me? Can we go to a driving range and hit some balls? I got to talk to somebody. Can we, can we go get some coffee? Can we go, can we go, can we go take our kids to the park and let them run around? I got to talk. I got to open up to somebody. Can we, can we talk? That's why we need you deeply connected in the community because for you to find freedom, you're not going to be able to find it alone. You're going to have to get around great people who can go, you're not good. I ain't good either, but God's good. Let's get in the boat and let's figure it out. But, but you also need to get alone, away from the crowd, and have a very personal one-on-one relationship with Christ. You and Jesus, and you're out on the water, and you're looking eye to eye, heart to heart, and you're able to open up to God and say, God, I need you, God. 
show me who you are. God, show me who I am. God, speak to me, lead me, guide me. You must have that. You must eventually leave the shore of Sunday morning tradition and go out on the water with God Almighty because transformation happens in the deep. And when I say into the deep, I'm not talking about what some of y'all, some of y'all are like, yeah, yeah, into the deep. We need to go deeper, preacher. Line by line, verse by verse. We need to go deep. We need, we need more Greek and Hebrew. We need to go deep. We need, uh, we need to know who the, who the Antichrist is and the mark of the beast. We need to go deep. We don't know who that is. Nobody does. Your favorite Bible teacher doesn't know who that is. They just say they do. <laughs> just so you know. We need a prophetic time clock. We don't know what that means. We don't know. You don't know either. <laughs> we need to study the, the statue in the book of Daniel. No, we don't. We don't. We don't need to. Yeah. Some of y'all are like, I don't even know what's good. I'm glad you don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm actually happy with that. I'm really, I'm, you're better off that way. <laughs> Going deep is not Greek and Hebrew. I love what Smith Wigglesworth said. He said, I don't read the Bible in Greek or Hebrew. I read the Bible in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> in other words, I'm not just going for information or knowledge. I need transformation. I need the Spirit of God to lead me into deep waters. Let me tell you what deep is. Deep is obedience. Deep is, God, if you said to do it, I'm gonna do it. Deep is, the Lord told me to do this, I'm gonna obey. Deep is, the Bible says it, so that settles it. That's deep. Deep is not getting caught up in some deep teaching. Deep is saying, I have heard from heaven and I'm going to obey. That's deep. Ooh, that's deep preaching. And now, now, they're, now they're out on the water and Jesus goes, all right, Pete, I'm gonna teach you something. And I'm gonna teach you something. Uh, you've been toiling all night, hasn't worked. Let me show you my system of increase. Let me show you how my economy works. And, and he goes on to say at the, at the end of the text, we didn't read it, but in verse 10, he goes, now you're no longer gonna fish for fish, you're gonna fish for people. In other words, what I'm teaching you right now applies to every area of your life. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you how to increase right now. I'm gonna teach you how I work in your life. This is, this is not a sermon on fishing in case you are not tracking. This is not gonna make you a better fisherman at Lake Mead after this sermon. Because this, this, wasn't, this wasn't about fishing. This was about Jesus teaching Peter the principles of the kingdom that always lead to increase. Let me say that one more time. That always lead to increase. Let me just say it one more time for those in the back. The principles of the kingdom always, they never lead to decrease. They always lead to increase. So he goes, he goes, throw down your nets. Let's catch some fish. And Peter responds, we've toiled all night. Jesus, you're really good at preaching. Really good at teaching. You're really good at miracles, but I'm, but I'm a fisherman. I'm a pro. And Jesus is saying, I, I promise you I'm a better fisherman than you. I'm God. 
Can I just remind you that God's a better parent than you? God's a better husband and a wife than you? God's a better businessman than you? God's smarter than you? God's a, a better real estate mogul than you? And if you would ever just allow Jesus to get in your boat and lead you and guide you, it would always lead to blessing. Because we have this thing that's like, no, Jesus, you do the Sunday thing, Jesus. And I'm going to do the Monday through Saturday. And he's like, I could really help with the Monday through Saturday stuff. No pressure. But if, but if you'll allow me, let's, lay, let's let down the nets. Let me, let me teach you some things about life. You got to understand this. And, and, and Peter goes, um, Lord, we've toiled all night. In other words, th that doesn't make any sense. Have you lived long enough to, to understand this phrase? Lord, your commandment and my experience, they don't line up. <laughs> have, we, have you all lived long enough to know that? Lord, I know what you said, but <laughs> the way my finances work with the checking and the savings and the, like, have you all lived long enough to know? <laughs> like, God, I, I, okay, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I'm seeing it in the scripture, but... But my experience don't line up with that. That's good. That, that means you're go it's going to take faith. Because, Lord, I've toiled all night and it hasn't worked. Jesus says, why don't you do this my way? By the way, let me just say this as we go now to talk specifically about tithing. And people go, man, we don't talk about tithing. Man, I can't afford to tithe. Man, it's a, like, how has it worked for you toiling? Like people are mad about tithing, but toiling hasn't worked, Pete. Now I'm not preaching to anyone in this room. I'm preaching to Peter on the camera right now. Dog, it hasn't worked for you. Hey, go ask me to tithe. I can't afford to tithe. I can't. You got how, how's toiling working for you? How's the grind working for you? I, I think Jesus is going, yeah, I know your way didn't work, Pete. Let's try this my way. Now, let me say this about tithing right up front. There are people in this room right now going, uh, I cannot afford to tithe. And hear me, you're 100% right. You're right. And you're 100% wrong. Jabin, can I be right and wrong at the same time? Absolutely. I'm gonna show it to you in scripture, but you're right. Jabin, I can't afford to tithe. What are you talking about? Look at my, I can't afford to, look at all the, my, my needs, look at all my bills. I can't afford to tithe. You're right, you can't. I'm gonna give it to you. But then I'm gonna show you why you're wrong. But let's start with tithing. Malachi, Malachi chapter three, verse eight. God goes, begin by being honest. Like, let's just be real. Like, let's have an honest conversation about your finances. Do honest people rob from God? But you rob from me day after day. And then y'all are offended. You go, God, how, how have we robbed from you? By the way, just as we go into this, 3% of Christians in America tithe, 3%. And the average American who is a Christian, the average American Christian gives 2.1% of their income away per year. Now, they don't give that to the church. They just give it away in charity overall. Some of it goes to the church. Some of it goes to, to you know, an organization. Some of it goes to charity, 2.1%. So the average American Christian is giving 2% of their income away 
Only 3% are tithing. You want, you want to know why? Let me tell you why. Because you can't afford to tithe. Like, I'm with you. You can't afford to tithe. Y'all know I'm setting you up, huh? You're like, this is too good to be true. Yeah, it is. Okay. You robbed me in the tithe and offering. That's how. And now you're under a curse. Time out. God is good. God is a blesser. Uh, Jesus bore the curse on the cross, Galatians 3, that I might receive the blessing of Abraham. I am not cursed. I'm blessed by God. I'm loved by God. I'm, I'm, if God is for me, no one can be against me. But God never said, I've cursed you. God said, if you don't tithe, you're under a curse. Here's, here's what that means. It doesn't mean that God's out to get you. It doesn't mean that God's not gonna protect you or God's not gonna care for you. Here's what it means. God says, if you do this your way, like, go for it. But compared to what I could do in your life, it's a curse. Like, if you, with, if you withhold forgiveness from a person, God loves you, you're going to heaven. But there's gonna be a curse there called the root of bitterness that's gonna destroy your life. If you've got hatred towards a person or racism or prejudice, God loves you, but you're under a curse because your thinking is stopping what God wants to do in your life. Does this make sense? If you don't, any area of your life that you do not give Jesus lordship and you do not let the Lord lead you, you're on your own. <laughs> not like you're on your own, like God withholds his hand or his blessing from you, but like God's like, okay, like, cool, if you want to toil and do it your way, go, go for it, but I have a better way. Does this make sense? Okay, so he goes, you're, you're under a curse. I'm not cursing you, but you're under a curse. Let me just remind you that this system, this world system that we're in is decrease, decrease, decrease. It is greed, greed, greed. It is, it is, it is master card. <laughs> we all have mortgages which that original word comes from morgue. <laughs> I'm just telling you, when you go buy a car, that salesman's gonna sell you a payment because he's gonna get you in a payment you feel comfortable giving them more money. No offense if you're a car salesman, we love you. But that's what you have to do. All I'm saying is, this is this, our system is decreased. God's system is increase. He goes, he goes, but you're robbing me. Now bring, uh, bring your full tithe, not just a net, Peter. Drop your nets. Full tithe to the temple treasury so there will be ample provisions in my temple. Test me in this and see. Now God says, test me. Now other scriptures say we do not test the Lord. We're not allowed to test the Lord. But God goes, when it comes to finances, test me. Go ahead. Put me to the test. See what I do. Watch what I'll do. See if I don't open up heaven itself to you and pour out blessings beyond your wildest dreams. For, for my part. Now, God just told us our part. Our part is the tithe. Okay, does that make sense? Look at, now, his part. For my part, I will defend against martyrs. Marauders, excuse me. I will protect your wheat fields and vegetable gardens. You're going, Javen, I don't have any wheat fields or... Vegetable gardens. Yeah, he goes, I'll protect your finances. 
I'll protect everything that is under your name. I'll protect all your possessions. God says, I'll protect you. The message of God, of the angel armies, you'll be voted happiest nation. God goes, I will make sure you are number one on the Yelp reviews for the happiest people in Las Vegas. Tithers. God goes, I'll make sure you will be a nation of grace. God of the angel army says so. Let me, let me just tell you the testimony of the tither. It's always the same. It's always the same. Here's the testimony of the tither. Man, we're so blessed. Like, doesn't even make sense. We're just so blessed. Not, we're a millionaire. Not, I started tithing and God gave me a Bentley. Not, we're so blessed. Like, God has been so good. God has been so faithful. God just always seems to provide. There just always seems to be enough. I mean, God, it is, we're just so blessed. That's always the testimony of the tither. Let me tell you the testimony of the non-tither. It's always the same. We can't afford it. (laughs) You want me, 10%? Come on, preacher. I can't afford that. And you're right. You're right. Let me give you a big thought and then I'm gonna prove it with the Bible. You cannot afford to tithe until you tithe. Yo. Now let me back it up with a word. 2 Corinthians 9.10. He being God. He who supplies seed to the sower. Done. Game over. God supplies to one kind of person. Not to a white person, not to a black person, not to a Hispanic person, not to male, not to female, not to Christian, not to atheist. He supplies to one kind of person. He supplies to sowers. God says, if I can get it through you, I'll get it to you. But if I can't get it through you, you're gonna have to figure out supply on your own. Does that make sense? I'm not gonna curse you. I'm not gonna come against you but I only supply to sowers. And then once you become a sower, then I give you bread for food. In other words, then I start taking care of everything in your life. And it will supply and multiply. Ooh, man, I want that to be my life. I wanna live a life of supply and multiply. I can't afford to tithe till I tithe. Jabin, that doesn't make sense. Jabin, I've been toiling all night. Jabin, I've been working. That just doesn't make, I know it doesn't because God's math doesn't make sense. God goes, you watch what I can do with 90%. 90% blessed in my kingdom will go so much further than 100% cursed in this world system. You know, it's the same reason that we take a day off. This is so ingrained in American culture that we don't even realize it, but there's a lot of cultures that do not take days off. We, we honor the Sabbath, a day of rest every week. It, it, your Sabbath could be a different day depending on your work schedule, but it is a day a week that you do not work. And on that day, you tell God, I trust you that you can provide for me in six days more than I could provide myself with seven days. You gotta have faith for it, but you gotta see that. When I give God 10% of my income, 
I'm, I'm telling God, Lord, this makes no sense to me, but I'm gonna trust that you can do more with the 90% left over. He goes, God, this doesn't make sense. I've been toiling all night. Nevertheless, at your word. In other words, I'm gonna obey. I know how I feel. I know what my mind is telling me. I know what the enemy is telling me. I know what my circumstances are telling me. I know what my disappointment is telling me because I've been working so hard and I can't seem to get ahead. But at your word, I'm gonna obey and I'm gonna trust you. My failures are telling me this is all I'll ever be. My past seems to always be present, but nevertheless, at your word, I'm gonna obey. I'm gonna trust you. And Jesus is teaching Peter a kingdom reality that my way of provision, hear me, is not toil, it is tithe. Hello. Anybody, does this mic work still? Okay. God's way of provision is not toil, it is tithe. You've tried toiling. Now drop your nets under my command. Do it my way. Now, I'm not saying today, yeah, write that tithe check by faith even though there's no money in your account. God's, I'm not talking about that. I'm not saying put your tithe on your credit card and believe God. I'm not saying to do that. I don't, don't, don't do that. If you, don't, if you can't pay your credit card, don't tithe on your credit card. But here's what I am saying. That you have to get out of toil. You have to get out of the big break mentality that you're under. And y'all are under it. That's why you'll drive to Arizona or you'll drive to Prim and you'll buy lotto tickets and say, Lord, I'll tithe if you let me win. (laughs) Tithing is not big break mentality. Tithing is sowing and reaping. It's long-term honor to the Lord. Amen, Javen. Wow. Thanks for telling me the truth. I really, I needed to hear this one today. You're welcome, sir. You're welcome. And I love your turtleneck. (laughs) This is long-term. I don't tithe, so I hit it big. I tithe because God said to do it. And because when I do it, I leave this world system of greed and decrease. And I enter into a supernatural kingdom of increase. And over time. God's increase begins to work in my life. So I make no bones about it. You're gonna have to to budget to tithe. I I forgot to give the guys the scripture, but in 1 Corinthians 16, God says, or excuse me, the apostle Paul says, 1 Corinthians 16 too, he says, set aside your offering on the first day of every week. Think about what he just said. He said, you're gonna have to plan your offering. Here's why he said to do it. He said, do this so that when I come to you, we don't have to receive a big offering. Okay. Oh, this is powerful. God is saying, if the church would just tithe, we would never have to receive special offerings. No building funds. For my church people, y'all know about building. We're gonna build a building 15 years, praise God. We're just gonna raise the money, praise God. If we just tithe, Paul said, we wouldn't have to do a big offering. If instead of 
3% of the church tithing if 100% of the church tithes. We could just go, hey, there's an there's a open piece of land right over here. It's 10 acres. We're going to buy it. Just thought I'd let y'all know. Thank you to the tithers. Not, we're going to raise money, and if we can raise a million dollars in the next six weeks, we can buy it. So we need you to sell your dog. We need you to sell your cat. And you can't. Come on, somebody. Anybody else been in that church but me? God, Paul says, if, if everyone would just set aside their offering every week, it's a budget. It's a budgetary issue. It's, it's, going, it's going to hurt. And you go, hey, man, I can't. You probably, it's, it's there, bruh. It's there. It might, mean, it might mean no more satellite TV. It might mean um, not paying for the pay-per-view for the fight. Ooh, a little conviction in the room. Yeah. Yeah, it might mean you just, you need to find a rich friend and call them and say, I wanna come to, I wanna go watch the fight. Yeah, and you go watch it with them and you don't have the fight in your house. Ooh, that offended somebody. Uh, it might mean no more Starbucks. Yo, you know that you can make coffee at home? I don't know if y'all know that. You know that your grocery store has a coffee aisle. It's the best smelling aisle in your grocery store, by the way. But you don't have to just smell it and then walk to Starbucks. You can buy a bag of coffee. It's, a, it's miraculous. You can eat at home. Yeah, yeah. I know that new shoe dropped. You don't have to buy it. I'm not, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, you better tithe over paying your electric bill. I'm not talking about weird. I'm just talking about, we have so many luxuries. And we're saying we can't afford to tithe. I promise you there's some luxuries you could cut. And you go, well, Javen, that's easy for you to say. You know what? At 36, it is easy for me to say. Yeah. 21 years following Jesus, it's easy for me to say. Yeah. Uh, 15 years ago, it wasn't easy for me to say. Yeah. When all my friends are going to Chipotle and I go home and eat a bologna sandwich, <laughs> it wasn't easy for me to say. But I wasn't going to be a thief. Wow. When everyone's drinking a Frappuccino and I'm having coffee from home, it wasn't easy for me to say but I wasn't going to rob God. When my friends are driving new cars and I'm driving a Hyundai, come on somebody, barely held together by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it wasn't easy for me to say. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't lie and I wouldn't, I wouldn't rob God. And so now, here I am now and you go, it's easy for you to say, you're right. But it wasn't. And I had to go, Chipotle or God's system of increase? $6 Frappuccino or God's system of increase? Yo. $14 movie or God's system of increase? Yeah. Newest, latest, whatever, or God's system of increase? And so now I'm on the other side and I can tell you this works. God said, test me, trust me, I promise. It's just, and it's not, now it's my life, now it's my joy to give. It's my joy to give, number one, because it's actually a joy to give and it's a joy to give, number two, because I always know there's blessing on the other side. 
but it took me budgeting. And to this day, we have to budget. To, for me to give what I want to give to God, and it's way more than my tithe at this point in my life, for me to do that, it means me saying no to a lot of other stuff. Yeah. I'm just asking, if, if, you're, if you're not a tither, we don't check. But I'm asking you to pray. I'm asking, is Jesus calling you out on the waters? Is he calling you into deep waters? I pro- Let me just say this. He's not calling you on deep waters for you to sink and drown. <laughs> He's calling you out there to provide supernaturally for you. Okay. God does not ask you to tithe so you can live on bologna sandwiches so he can teach you to be. <laughs> does that make sense? Uh, He's, call, he's calling us to do it so he can prove to you his faithfulness. So let me get to my last point because you can't escape this point. Expect a harvest. Yeah. Okay, good news, finally. You're like, oh God, I've been waiting, David. I brought a friend. <laughs> the whole time you're like, I promise it's gonna get better. Expect a harvest. Don't just expect a, I got a Starbucks card. I got a reward from Target for $5. I'm talking about, let me, I feel the anointing now. I'm I'm talking about net breaking, boat sinking, supernatural provision from God. I'm talking about a word that should not make you nervous because it's a Bible word. I'm talking about prosperity. Woo. I was really honored this week. An internet troll tagged City Light Church and said, uh, did you know what an internet troll is? Y'all ever had any of these? You know, and um, I'm not, anyway. So he, so he said, he said, at City Light Vegas, prosperity gospel. And then he posted this video of like warning about us. And I was like, oh, thanks. It's like, you finally noticed. Thank you. It's about time somebody started criticizing us for this. And so I was really honored by his criticism. <laughs> Let me tell you what, what prosperity gospel isn't. It isn't that weird guy on Christian TV going, if you give $1,000, God's gonna give you $10,000. If you'll show this, we're gonna send you anointing oil from Israel. If you'll give $500, we're gonna send you holy water from the Dead Sea. You know, like, that's not us. <laughs> if you'll sell $1,000, God's gonna give you a thousand fold return. We don't do, you know. So $22 for a 22% increase in your pay. Like we don't do. Now, thankfully, like especially at the noon service, y'all like, I don't even know about that. Good. But that's like weird stuff that's out there. And so when we say prosperity, a lot of times we can get lumped into that. That's not, that's not us at all. We don't believe in any of that. What we do believe in is that God is a rewarder. Hebrews 11, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You can't get away from it. Brother Jabin, I don't give to get, brother. I just love the Lord. Me too, me too. But I was telling Shannon, I wanna do some tomatoes in our backyard. I'm not gonna put tomatoes in a, in a little pot in our backyard and go, you know, I just love nature. I don't even need the tomatoes. Praise God, I just love nature. I'm gonna expect some tomatoes because if I sowed seed for tomatoes, I'm gonna get me some tomatoes. Why am I saying tomatoes? I don't know, it's just... Ah, preacher voice. Okay, so 
Does that make sense? I don't, so I don't tithe and go, okay, where's my brand new car? I don't, but I tithe knowing that it's doing something. That God's working on my behalf. Okay. Let me just, let me just show you what the word says. Proverbs eleven twenty five. A generous person will, uh-oh, bad word. Prosperity gospel. Was someone who should have corrected the Bible, man. Shouldn't be in there. They will prosper. That simply means more than enough. That's what it means. It means I have more than I need. And whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. This is the good news. How about 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8? God can pour on the blessing. Pour them on, Jesus. God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways. Would you allow God to astonish you with his blessing? Yeah. But, but a lot of times we're going, yeah, for sure. And when he does, then I'll give. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> this, is, this is a promise to, to givers. Astonishing way so that you're ready. Oh man, this is where I wanna be financially. This is my whole heart. In ministry, I wanna be ready for anything and everything. That's where I wanna be financially. Are y'all hearing me? Anything and everything. I wanna be so blessed. I want you to be so blessed. I want our church to be so blessed. Anything, everything. God, you want us to buy that property? Anything and everything. We're, we're that astonished. We're that abundantly, astonishingly blessed. God, you want us to, to sow into Teen Challenge? Done. God, you want us to help that church? Done. Anything and everything, God, done. You want us to go dig a thousand wells in Africa and South America? Done. Let's go. You want us to build 500 orphanages? Done. Let's go. Anything, God? Everything. We are so blessed that, God, you can do anything and everything that you want to do through us. Anything and everything doesn't just mean that we do whatever we want to do. It means we have the means to obey the Holy Spirit. Amen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like not just, you get a car, you get a car, you, not that. But that we have the resources that when the Holy Spirit says do it, we do it. Because we're able to do anything and everything God tells us to do because we've been so blessed. More, watch this, this man, this, you got to catch this, more than just ready to do what needs to be done. We, we can operate our church on 3% of the people tithing. <laughs> but we can't take over a city. Our boats aren't sinking, our nets aren't breaking. We're not able to do the ministry that's in our heart to do. We still have to make decisions based off of what's in the bank instead of what's God telling us. What if we could get to a place where we have more than just what needs to be done? Does that make sense? So, so we never have to do another giving campaign again. We never do a building campaign. We never have to raise a dollar to do anything. The church has been so faithful See, the reason we have to do large offerings at the end of the year is to, subs to, to, to fill in for what wasn't given all year. But if the church would just give, we could be right there. We can do anything and everything God's called us to do 
and more than just what needs to be done. We can do everything that's in our heart. We can, we can have so much, hear me, that our boat is sinking. Watch it. Did you see the text? And we got to call our friends over in other boats to fill up their boats. What if we were that blessed that we look at our bank account and go, y'all, we've done every, I mean, we got 10 campuses. We're, we're helping all of our partners. We're sowing into all these things. We're, everything is, man, let's just call the crossing. We need to give them a million bucks because they're awesome and we just want to help them. And let's call Central. Let's help Judd. Let's, let's, let's call ICLV. Let's call Walk Church. Let's just, let's just, let's, let's call Teen Challenge and build them a building downtown and give them everything they need to do. Let's go sow into this. Let's go do some more stuff over here because we actually have to call boats over because we've been so blessed. You go, Jamie, you're crazy. I know I'm crazy. And what God's going to do in our church is not going to happen by me being normal. It's going to happen by me being crazy. And I'm trying to preach to some crazy people that'll go, I believe that if that's in the Bible, I'm down. If God's calling us to do it, I'm in. I know it's crazy. But I'm I'm, I'm, God has been so good and you've been so generous, but I'm believing for net breaking, boat sinking. Got to call people all around and go, how do we, uh, we got couples in our, in our church that want to that adopt, let's pay for it. Turn up. You got medical, be- medical debt that you, you don't know how to get out, of? let's help. What if we could get there? What if, what if God could trust us? And here's what's so crazy. It's not gonna happen by Mr. Millionaire Big Bucks coming into our church and paying for everything. It's gonna happen when every one of us, whether you're on 20,000 a year, 200,000 a year, 2 million a year, 200 million, it doesn't matter where you're at. If everyone would just obey God in the tithe, we would be able to do everything God's called us to do and not just what needs to be done, not just keeping the lights on. Not just keeping the AC always oh, getting hot in the summer. We'll turn on the AC, there goes our electric bill. No, we're, we're so blessed. That's where I want to be. That's where I want our church to be. So Jay, so what, what do I do, preacher? You tell me to tithe? I'm, I'm telling you to obey God and I'm asking you to pray about if it's time to take that step if you don't. If you do, I want you to expect. Every tither in the house, I want you to do the same thing that I'm gonna do all week. I'm gonna sit on this word, I'm gonna chew this word, and I'm gonna say, Lord, I, I preached it. Let me see it, God. Lord, I'm expecting net breaking, boat sinking. <laughs> Amazing provision. The generous soul prospers. Lord, I want, I want that to be my testimony that I trusted God with my finances. And like the apostle Paul would say in the book of Acts, it is more blessed to give than to receive. That's where I want to live. That's where I want to live. I didn't do, I didn't do today's talk because we need it. I didn't do today's talk because giving's down, giving's up. I, I did today's talk because the Holy Spirit led me to. You know, it's crazy because in like November, December, we're, we're kind of hanging out, 1,100 people, 1,100 people. It's good, it's great, wow, we're two years old, this is amazing. 
we hit January, we immediately started growing again, 1,300 people, 1,350, all you know, these kind of numbers. And, and you know what? Your, your carnal mind goes, okay, don't mess this up. <laughs> yeah? So <laughs> that was a preacher who laughed. That was Tom in the back. You know, you know I'm telling the truth. And so you're like, don't offend anybody. Just, this is great. You know, don't mess it up. And so then last week, God's like, hey, you should teach on baptism in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. And I'm like, yeah, Lord, but it's February, so like we should do dating God's way. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> Let me teach on tongues in June when everyone's on vacation. <laughs> Can I keep her real? Can I be that real? I'm, I did. I guess I'm there. I'm in it now. And God's like, no, now. And I'm like, cool. So then we get out of last week and I'm like, all right, Lord, let's do like a relationship series. Let's do parenting God's way. Let's, God's like, let's talk about tithing. <laughs> Drop your nets. Let's go into the deep. And I'm like, yeah, I was hoping you were going to say that. All these new people are coming. Let's talk about money and tongues. But here's what I know. Here's what I know. God doesn't call you in deep water so you'll drown. And God's not telling me to preach this stuff so I'll drown. He only calls you out into the deep to show you his provision. Hallelujah. So you expect a harvest. You expect God to do supernatural things in your finances. You expect God to bless those who give to him. You watch it. It'll happen. Whew. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, it's just, it's so relevant. It's always so on time. It's so life-changing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word that changes our lives. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would give us all the courage to obey, the courage to do whatever you're calling us to do, the courage to trust you and Lord, I just thank you. you. You never call us to do anything out of, in any way to harm us or take away from us. You, you only call us to obey, to enlarge us and to bless us because you have a harvest on your mind. And so, Lord, I thank you for that. I think you're so good and that I don't have to preach any of this with any fear of it doing anything but blessing your people. Thank you, Lord. Oh, it's an honor. And I'm grateful for it in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen.